Alan Parker said, sometimes with the British film industry, it's hard to know if we're waving or drowning. Let's find out. Welcome to another BritPlease.com podcast. My name's Stuart Wright and welcome to Marcus Macau. Hello. Hello, Stuart. How are you? Before we start, I have to sort of give people a bit of a visual treat. Of course. Because we are in Shoreditch, East London. That's true. But I'm in a room called The Lodge. That's correct. And I'm looking at vintage skis. Correct. And I've got a sign up telling me not to wear my boots inside. (laughs) Ski boots. Ski boots, sorry, inside. (laughs) What's going on first? Um, Well, I... Well, firstly, thank you for having me on your podcast. I love Britflix because my debut feature, Papadopoulos and Sons, was positively reviewed by Britflix way back when. A delightfully charming comedy which deserves to reach a wide audience, so they I, said. I, I've got a soft spot for Britflix and always <laughs> have done. This is, yes, this is, you are sitting in a ski lodge. About two years ago, I had a creative crisis. Right. I was like, cause, and as all good creatives do, they have mm-hmm. a crisis. And I, and I was trying to get a new feature film off the ground. And I was just hitting brick wall after brick wall. And I thought, I need to do something creative. Mm. This room was, was basically a boring corporate meeting room. Mm. So um, my, my brother said, I'm thinking of getting a piano, which is that. Oh, I missed the piano. Sorry, audience. There's a white piano there. It's very Liberace. <laughs> and I thought, well, let's, let's build a ski lodge around it. So I, I literally took me about six months. But the skis are from eBay. Mm. They were like, they're like vintage 1930s skis. They were like for 100 quid, I thought that was really good value. Mm. You know, the, 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 the frames are like mock 1920s frames. I've got moose heads on the wall. The, the, the cuckoo clock behind you is in fact a, is a German cuckoo clock from oh, Germany. Really? So, uh, and it, Literally keeping it real within a shortage yeah, office. Yeah, but, <laughs> but, but, there's, but it's, 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 and you know, those, those aren't real antler. Uh, um, sort of uh, lamp fittings. They are. They are. But that is a real Aston Villa scarf, though. On, that on, is a on, real on the, on the hat stand. That's a real Aston Villa scarf, and everyone that comes <laughs> in here thinks I'm a West Ham fan, but it's but it's Villa. But I'm a Villa fan, and so yeah. So so that was a way. But you know what? The lodge is amazing, and because it when people come into it, creative people they feel comfortable. I was going to say, we've been, the audience won't know, but we've been talking for like the last 20 minutes since I arrived. And, uh, people yes. feel comfortable course, because yeah. it puts people at ease. It's like, actually, it's a reflection of who I am, really, ultimately. Mm. And, and why a ski lodge? Because why a ski lodge? It's cause, because ski lodges are like comfort. They're like, the, they're like, they're comfort. They're about rugs and warmth and, and, and um, sort of, the Scandinavians have a word for it, that idea of the hearth and warmth and... All that kind of stuff. So that's that's why it's a ski lodge. Now, we've not come to talk about interior design. No, the audience will be glad no. to learn. Um, we've uh, I've come to talk to you about your new business venture, which yes. is called Movie Collective. Correct. You've teamed up with uh, a guy called Cassian Elwes, who, Correct. if people don't know the name, is arguably king, god, godfather of indie movies. Yes. Um, if I was to say Dallas Buyers Club, Mudbound, more recently. Yes. Paperboy. Yes. You begin to get a list of the films. butler. The butler, sorry. Yeah. Lawless. Lawless, indeed. Yeah, with Tom Hardy. But as I, as I went through the list, there was one film that struck that stood out for me only because I went and saw it at the Prince Charles on a, on a special thirty five mil print, White of the Eye from nineteen eighty seven. Some yeah. really yeah. artsy sort of genre movie. Ka- Cassin is um, an incredible, an incredible contributor to independent film, mm. and uh, the opportunity to team up with him. For, for an independent filmmaker like me, was it is a dream come true because that, that he has. Had, I, I don't think there's a, a film 
I don't think there's someone in the film business that's had his hand on so many projects. No. I mean, it's in the hundreds. No, because he was, he, was, he was head of the independent film... <coughs> he was head of the independent film unit at William Morris. Mm. And this is what we were talking about before we started the podcast, is that what Cassian did is, during his tenure at William Morris, he's effectively pioneered or helped to pioneer the agency-packaged movie, mm. which um, uh, was a kind of kind of started to fill that gap in the films that studios was st- were kind of starting not to make and increasingly don't make anymore, yeah. which is those kind of character-based, uh, character-driven stories, um, Scorsese, dramas. Scorsese, Coppola and Freakin ruined it for everyone with their, with their altered decade of the 70s yeah. and they went, we're not doing them again. Yes. There's a lot of risk there. So, and I think that, I mean, there's some interviews on YouTube with mm. Cassian talking about this, but he's he effectively, the agency was looking for PR, but they never imagined that, that these films could become mm. huge financial successes, which many of them did. So, so Cassian's skill is in, was really being able to package talent and finance outside the studio system in the kind of $10 million range and compete with the studio movies that were between 50 and $100 million. Mm. So the chance... So we met... I met Cassian for lunch uh, last autumn and I know his sister, which is how I got the lunch meeting with him and he was kind enough to look at my short film, which is doing really well and I'm going to send you the link to that, by the way. And it's currently doing this festival circuit. It's on its, like, 40th festival and... And I wanted Cassian to see it, ostensibly because I was pitching myself as a filmmaker to Cassian. And then I mentioned Crowdcube to him in that meeting. And Crowdcube is a private equity platform, the, the world's biggest. Mm. And we just got talking about what, what, could, what could we do on Crowdcube mm. that effectively tried to establish a new finance model for movies. And Cassian is one of those great guys that is always willing to try something new. Mm. And so if you look at the history of his kind of um, uh, sort of... If you look at the history of Cassian, he's always sort of been there at the point of innovation in the movie business over the last 20, 30 years. And we're in an age of disruption, aren't we, where everyone's looking for whatever the answer is to the Yeah, future. absolutely. <clears throat> and the other thing I liked about Cassian was he was championing causes for women, like women in film before they were a global cause. Cassian was kind of uh, like, like the lone voice mm. way back when, mm. you know, in 2013 and 2014, saying we need more women, we need more, more women. And then it became this huge... And post-Weinstein as well, it's like there aren't many indie producers with the credibility that Cassian has, mm. actually. So for me, why wouldn't I break every sinew to try and get this business so, up well let's start at the top then so what is Movie Collective the Movie Collective right what it is, is the, the idea is is that we would take a slate of movies mm-hmm. to Crowdcube now normally what happens on Kickstarter and Indiegogo there's a single project that looks for finance and in return you get a perk a t-shirt or a mug or a ticket or a exactly and, I, and our idea is why don't, we te- why don't we give people shares, equity, in the business? So, and Crowdcube uh, is a brilliant equity platform that allows 
a business or a startup to sell its shares, like Dragon's Den. Mm -hmm. So it's a kind of whole Dragon's Den concept. And the difference is, is that you, you uh, as, a, as a Crowdcube investor, can buy shares for as little as £10. So you can go onto Crowdcube and just buy a share in a company for 10 quid. So we thought, why don't we take a slate of movies, mm -hmm. no one's done that really, and raise, sell 15% uh, of the company. So we had a sort of, Cassian would put in a film that was ready to shoot this summer. Okay. To make, so show people this is real, it's happening. Yeah. Which is quite high risk. Sounds it. <laughs> because, you know, this film is shooting this summer with Angelica Houston, mm. Rebecca Hall and Garrett Hedlund. This is Utopia Road. Yeah. And it's the debut feature of an incredible LA artist called Ross and Crow. You know, he's not messing around with his whisk, is he? No. <laughs> he's come from a visual artist debut yeah. feature. It's like, this is the <laughs> film that, that maybe 10, 15 years ago would have found its finance easily-ish mm. with Cassian involved. In this current climate, What's exciting me about being Utopia Road being our first film mm. is that actually this is the film that, that only the crowd can get behind. Mm. And I, I've talked to Rosson a lot by email. You know, she ticks a lot of boxes for me. Uh, we, we, I started talking, we've seen her short film. She's got this incredibly visual style. And Cassian had found, and his, and his producing partner and partner in real life, Susan Carter Hall, mm. had found Rosson at the Sundance Film Festival, their short, her short film. And Cassian's got this incredible instinct. Like, this is an interesting female voice. Mm. She's an artist. Cassian understands artists. He's got a history with artists. His father was an artist. His brother is an artist. His partner is an artist. So he, he kind of has this instinct for unearthing new talent. Mm. And for me, what's really interesting is like emails with Rosson. Um, I'm saying I had a talk with, um, with Wes Anderson and Gregory Crudson mm -hmm. about 10 years ago. Crudson is this incredible photographer who takes these huge, giant, kind of epic photos and spends like months sort of um, d d like doing the the art department and location for the photo and mm. he takes many 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 times on an old camera and then creates this one single image with a huge depth of field so I heard a talk about 10 years ago at the portrait gallery uh, in London it was a, a talk with Anderson and Gregory Crudson and I and Wes Anderson was talking about his influence being someone at uh, this art this photographer Gregory Crudson mm. So in my conversations with Rosson, hmm. I said, there's something incredibly visual about your short film that reminds me of Gregory Crudson. Yeah. And it reminds me of this conversation with Wes Anderson. And then Rosson emails back and says, oh, he was a tutor. No way. Crudson was a tutor <laughs> at my college. That's and instantly, yeah. instantly, <clears throat> I'm like, Cassian has done it again. Yeah. He's fat, he's done, I've got this feeling that we could be unearthing a female Wes Anderson mm. onto the world stage. Yeah. And you know what? The budget is low. It's three and a half million dollars. We can talk about budgets because I believe in transparency. Okay. So we're not, I'm not one of these, we're not one of these producers that wants to pump up the budget. So, so, the, so to go back to what Movie Collective is, Movie Collective is a slate of projects, the first of which is Utopia Road shooting this summer. And we've put it onto Crowdcube. We've created a valuation of about three million quid. 
of the, what? Of Utopia Road or of movie the collection? whole movie collection? Okay. So that's all the all the other projects that I've put in as well. Mm-hmm. All the projects we're developing, and um, and and we're trying to f- sort of we're trying to give away or well, sell. 15% of the company for half a million quid. And what that half a million would do, effectively, the majority of that would go to finance Utopia Road, the first film. Mm-hmm. Now, a lot of the other finance of Utopia Road, Cassin has arranged, which is bank debt, it's, 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 it's mezzanine, they call it mezzanine, which means middle, mm-hmm. finance against the tax credits of where Utopia Road is shooting, yeah. which is Louisiana. Okay. And Louisiana's got great tax credits. It does indeed. After Hollywood, everyone's making movies in Louisiana. And uh, so, so the, the, it doesn't sound like a lot of money. And in actually, to get a movie, f- to finish the finance on that first film, all we estimate is about half a, half a million quid. Mm. But that gives the, movie, the people that have invested in Movie Collective equity in that first film. So so fifth oh is in that first film not in movie collective. Well no, the the the, the money is is you if you put money into movie collective you become a shareholder of movie collective. That's what it is. So, right. So as that slate grows you're you're still a shareholder. Yeah, you're still a shareholder of the whole company. Got you. Except the money that you've invested to become a shareholder in movie collective now goes into our first project. Got you. So we're all in. Yeah. Me, you, everyone mm. that's People put 10 quid in, people mm. put a grand in. So we're, and Cassian, we're all into that first movie. Mm. What, what, what we're saying is, is that, and this is what I think is quite clever, is normally what happens is you put money into a movie as a single investment and you sit back and go, what's my return? Mm. Okay, and you often get your EIS relief. There you go, I've got my 30% back, and now I've got some money back, great. Or I haven't got any money back, it doesn't matter, I've got my EIS relief. What we're saying is, is the money that comes back from the first film, Utopia Road, the capital, goes straight into the second project on the slate. Right. So we recycle it into project number two. Now for people who don't work in sort of film production, the, the, that's like mini studio model, isn't it, really, in a way, because independent usually is... I set up Stuart Wright Film Company. Yeah. I make Stuart Wright Film. Yeah. And then I close Stuart Wright Film That's Company. Right. And then the next one I go Stuart Wright Film Two. That's right. And so on and so forth. But you're saying you're we're going to recycle the capital back. Now, what that means is <clears throat> is that it gives all of us, all the shareholders in Movie Collective, a bigger chance of a breakout. Because if we keep recycling the capital, and mm. I'm not taking a salary for this or a mm. fee, so all the money that goes into Movie Collective goes into the movies. Mm. Cassian isn't getting a fee or a salary, not even from producing Utopia Road. So we want to create as much value as possible and recycle the money through a slate of projects. I think it's brilliant because it's a sustainable, long-term view uh, uh, of making films and it gives us a chance of 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 a breakout here, a better chance. The risks are, what if Utopia Road doesn't pay anything back, accepted, but I offset those risks against the facts that, that Cassian's already, Cassian Elwes, 450 movies to his name, has already arranged the finance for the film based on credible sales estimates. Mm. 
You know, it's like if I was, I couldn't do this without Cassian. So, is, so in a way, is is movie collective like almost like a bridging loan of the gap between what Cassian's raised and what's needed? It's to actually, finish? it's it's more than that because it's we'll have equity. Sorry, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. We'll have the equity in that in that first movie. But in terms of cash yeah. flowing, it's yeah. money coming but, in. But when a bank when a bank does the finance, when when someone lends the finance against sales estimates, yeah. They're, all they want is their money back with interest. They yeah. don't have any equity in the movie. Sure. So if there's a profit on the movie, yeah, the yeah. bank doesn't get a share of the profits. Mm. So there are lots of lenders out there. Uh, this, is, this sounds a lot like the trend at the moment, which is people who, who, who've got good, good products, projects, sorry, can turn around to sales agents and say, are you going to take a stake? Because if you're not, yeah. why would I choose you? Exactly. Because I'll just be a, something to sell, as that's, opposed to a stake. That's right. Is, I want it to succeed. Absolutely. Kind of like, so you're saying for the crowd coming in, we want it to succeed. Of course, we? and and we what what I've done, and what Cassian has done is well. Firstly, I've partnered with Cassian, and for, and for Cassian, it's a great opportunity because he now has equity in the project mm. Utopia Road. Yeah, uh, which might not have always been the case when he was arranging the finance for Dallas Buyers Club. Um, he, I don't know specifically what what equitable stake he would have had in something like that. He may not have had an equity stake in that. He may have been doing it for the fee to arrange and get it going that way. Whereas this way, by Cassin is an owner of Movie Collective, so it's in his interest to make sure that that first film, Utopia Road, does well. And and I accept this is a risky business. No one can guarantee anything in this business. You just can't. Uh, and, you know, there's a great podcast. It's not even a podcast. It's a YouTube video of Cassian talking at uh, Toronto Film Festival about how he sold Mudbound. Mm. And that, that was kind of... That had like a standing ovation at, at Sundance. And, but no bias. And like... And until they put in a call to the owner of Netflix mm. who watched it with Adam Sandler... This true story. It's on there on YouTube, and apparently Adam Sandler said, "You've got to do something with this movie." And and Netflix, the head of Netflix, is it Ted Sand mm. Ted Sandros rang um, Cassian and said, "What was the biggest sale of Sundance this year?" And Cassian said, 12 million. He goes, well, "Okay, we'll pay 12.5 for Mudbound." You know, so you know, I'd rather have that guy, Cassian Alves, in my camp, of course, in this business, to give us. All the guys that are putting 10 quid in, or 100 quid in, or 250 in, or 1,000. Someone, I met someone yesterday, prospective investor. I, I invite people to come and meet me, and he, he kindly has invested five grand last night after meeting me. And, uh, and, and that, that, that I love those stories, and, and I've said to all of the investors, I've said, look, I'm gonna take you on the journey with us. Come to the read-throughs of the screenplays, be extras in the movies we make come with us as part of that. So hope, I mean I guess the hope is about is about turnovers of movies because if you're I think if I'm right from from the from the promo video on, on your site yeah. it's like we're going to do quality movies yes. for not blockbuster production costs. That's right. But still give you breakout and, and obviously the list of films that you cite people yeah. will be able to see what that means. Yeah, and we're adding new projects all the time. But it but it, it sounds a lot like um, Jason Blum's model for Blumhouse right. which is he sits at five million dollars. Yes. Nothing goes over that. Yeah. Because it's about making sure you hit that rate. We know we can always be making money back in the That's way right. the market works. 
But also, if you have a breakout, yeah. that funds the next the next few films. Absolutely, a budget is absolutely key to this process yeah. because because how it really works is the talent you attach to a project um, is a, is it's an indicator of what your sales are going to be. That's mm. how the business works. Yeah, yeah. So every every actor <clears throat> that you attach to a project has a value in finance terms. So. You know, uh, and these, the, the estimates are created around the talent that is attached and the director. In our case, it's a first time director, but what a brilliant opportunity for the crowd to get a feather in its cap. But it's also a breakout artist from Sundance, so that has potential. That's yeah. some potential. That's value. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's yeah. been at Sundance, that's value. Yeah, There's yeah, no sure. guarantee her debut mm. feature will also get into Sundance, mm. but. Sundance likes to back its, its, its discoveries, mm. um, as they did with Whiplash. Um, so, uh, but the, the talent has a certain kind of, uh, like, a, a pay, like a value. Mm. That value is what ultimately triggers the, the lenders to, to lend. Mm. Um, and therefore it always comes back to talent, always comes back to the actors that you can attach. And what, what movie collective, and, and I, I, there's no guarantee we're going to hit a half a million. I was going to say, so let's, let's see, so, so for the movie collective, you're in the process of... Yeah, I'm halfway to, through. We're trying to raise... We're two weeks in, uh, two weeks to go, we've raised 310,000 of la, at last given this, Given people might come across this podcast after that day, but... They we, might we, come we, up, we, they we, might... So what, for people that listen to it as soon as this goes out, yeah. what, what's the closing date for The these? closing date is, the, is at the end of May. Now, the the... the, the and that's to raise half a million. Half a million. It was close to 400,000 when I was... We're at 310, 310 currently. But I've, I've got another commitment last yesterday from someone who's about to put 20 in. Yeah. And look, I've got people putting in friends, putting 10 quid. I've got one of my good friends who I used to do impro theatre with. Um, he, does, he does Shakespeare in supermarkets. He's put, he's put, he's just put 20 quid in and he's emailed me so to say... So how do you, because people might not be familiar with CrowdQue, so how, so, you buy, I, I went and registered this morning before we went, yeah. before, just to see myself. Yeah. And it's interesting, you get, a, you get four, four options when you register as to who you are. That's right. Which they, I think they, most of us you're looking for are going to be the everyday investor, I guess, aren't you? There's a mix of investors, yeah. but yeah, we have everyday, we also have sophisticated <clears throat> investors. And, the, and the, because it's a, because this is, this is the crazy thing about crowdfunding, mm. it's like, because it, it's FSA regulated, it has to be regulated because it's an investment. So you have to ask, answer these very specific questions. Mm. And if you don't answer them correctly, they boot you out. So I've got a friend, my wife went, oh, I can't register. I went, why? She goes, it won't let me. I went, I mean, Victoria, it's almost impossible to fail those questions. It's like, please try again. She goes, I'm trying again, and I still can't. It's like, it's like, like but they, they're basically weeding out people that, they, that, 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 that government has, through legislation, said are not fit to invest. Because yeah. it's an investment. Yeah. Now, what's mad and insane, all right, is we had to jump, I had to jump through a ridiculous amount of hoops mm. to get... Movie Collective onto Crowdcube because it's FSA regulated mm. because it's regulated by authorities. Like the press release I wanted to put out came back with forty requests for evidence. Okay, seriously? yes, seriously, <laughs> that pitch has gone through a compliance process. Everything you see on Crowdcube has gone through a compliance process. Mm. So I had to like in my biography on on on, on Movie Collective on Crowdcube it says I went to Lambda, mm. which I did. So right. I went to Lambda and studied as an actor. Trained as an actor, it said prove it. 
And I was like, how do I prove I actually went to Lambda? It's like, I don't have my certificate. I, I mean, where would that be? So I had to go into the loft and I found the, end, the final year program, which, which was printed on the, for the final year show, yeah. which I was in. With, with, and I had to scan a photo of myself and the cast list. I suppose it is just it is a, it is a, a heavy-handed way of... But this, but this is the madness of it. Yeah, yeah. Like these are so forty. This is the madness. To invest ten quid in Movie Collective, I've had to go through this incredible compliance process. Mm. Crowdcube goes through an incredible compliance process. You have to go through a compliance procedure before you can invest ten quid. Yet, you can remortgage your house tomorrow, take a hundred grand, go into a bookies, and blow it all on one horse. I was about to say you can walk into bookies. Yeah, yeah, you're right. What insanity is that? Seriously, what insanity in society is it? So, out of interest, <laughs> on that campaign then, if people do put in their £1,000, yeah. if you don't reach half a million... We don't get it. So, the, there's nothing at stake for you as an investor unless the thing's yeah. made. And then, really, you're in for the, the yeah. long haul as far as yeah. Movie Collective yeah. is around and making movies. Yeah. You're, but, you're then a stakeholder. Yeah, and my pressure at the moment... And there, there'll be people listening to this podcast when it's either been a success or a failure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I don't, you know what, I'm, I'm at ease with it failing mm. at some level. Mm. But what I really, the, the thing that, that does maybe wake me up in the middle of the night, mm. if it does not reach the half a million, yeah. is Rosson's first movie that's supposed to be shooting this summer with Angelica Houston, Rebecca Hall and Garrett Hedlund. Mm. That's a high wire act. Yeah. I mean, that's like a high wire act no producer should <laughs> have to go through. Yeah. And I said to Cassian, I said to Cassian, um, I, you know, I'm, I'm working so hard to get this because I believe in you, mm. I believe in Rosson, I believe in that fabulous cast, I believe in what we're doing. Right. I said, you've got to make me a producer, not just an exec producer. And he came back and went, you can be a producer. And it's like, that's, that's my, 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 but you know what? I've earned that title because this is a high wire act. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, and if we do pull it off and it's successful, um, then it's an amazing uh, game changer for the industry. I was going to say because one of the things that I mean, it struck, I've always I've always thought it's uh, it's a bit of a closed shop if 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 investment and things like ent- is it enterprise in- initiatives um, EIS the um, the thing that H1C is in UK yes is saying if you've got money and you're going to pay tax on it yeah. why not spend it on something else That's which right. obviously excludes anybody that's not a high net that's I mean, right and I get that you know if you want a yeah. hundred thousand or three million it's the EIS works very well if you've got a big income tax bill that you want to reduce yeah of course it does yeah and you know most of my actor mates are not yeah in that zone well, foot, my footballers were, were very popular that's right during the early that's 90s. right I mean, and when we're deliberately not EIS, mm. and, and that's probably not made me very popular because I've put a lot of blogs out about why we're not EIS. Because, you know, have, I've been, you know, in and around the business. I've got actor mates, I'm a writer director, uh, I'm a filmmaker, I'm also a businessman. You know, I, I'm not sure, you know, schemes put together by accountants uh, in, in order to help wealthy individuals reduce their tax bill should be at the heart of why we're making movies. Yeah, 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 I know it's... Uh... Okay? What should be at the heart of making movies is story. Yeah. You know, because actually, you know, the, it's like, why are we in this? 
Why is anyone in this? Why have the actors in it? Mm. Why do actors become actors? Why do writers write? Because we're in it for story. Why are we in it for story? Because as Robert McKee, I'm just taking Robert McKee's word, but he's right. Story is the vehicle by which we make sense of the world. Yeah, ever since we could communicate, we've told each other stories. Story is... Film's just another medium, isn't it? Yeah, story... You know, I'm driven to story, passionately driven to story, because within story, and specifically film, and I'm, you know, I love theatre, I'm at the theatre a lot, is my therapy, is my sanity, is my making sense of the world. So when I'm talking with actors, when I have actors in to come Mm. and meet me for a project... I'd say to, I say to them, it's like, we're therapists, and this is the therapy business, mm. okay? And actually, I've been in therapy, and uh, I, 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 I really resent sometimes having to pay 160 quid, not even for an hour, 50 minutes, and they get the little machine out. <laughs> and I'm like, that wasn't even an hour. And yet, I can go to the movies for 10 quid, 15 quid, whatever it costs, mm. with my popcorn, and I love my cousin near me in Wimbledon. And I can get, I can get two hours of mini instant therapy. A film critic friend of mine who's a Liverpool fan says, cinema never lets him down, football always does. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, and I'm a Villa fan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, and, and, people, and Villa has, Aston Villa has been the, the cause of so much misery in my life. And I know we're going off topic, and so, I'm, okay. I apologise. Right. But, but... I've got friends who are Chelsea Man U fans, and I said, but you know what? And I brought my kids up to be Villa fans. I said, at least they're not being brought up with a distorted view of the world, Mm. okay? You grow up as a Man United or a Chelsea fan, as a kid, you're going to be let down badly in life. I've brought my kids up as Villa fans. It can only go up. <laughs> it can only be it's, good. This is a new parenting handbook. <laughs> it's a new parenting parenting advice. Get get your kids into a really heartbreaking team as a kid. Yeah. Because do you know what? That's the greatest lesson you're going to learn in life. So I don't. You know, I have seen so much bad football at Villa Park over the years. You know, not lately. I'm, I've, I've had a, we've had a great time in the in the in the championship. Mm. But yeah, football and movies. Right, let's bring this back, back on point. Movie so, Movie Collective, there's a campaign on Crowdcube to raise half a million. Yeah. Future. You're over 300,000 now. Yeah. Closing date is 31st of May. Correct. So, people can get on this. As I'll put links in the show notes. I'll get lovely. Where everyone can go, yeah. including, including to the Movie Collective page where yeah. they can see your, yeah. your more precise pitch with yeah. all the other players involved Absolutely. about what it is. And, uh, and I have to say, capital is at risk. You know, this is, you know, we well, have... In a comp- if you invest, you invest in a company yeah. that could be around for, for a year, yeah. ten years, or yeah. six months. I mean, my commitment is to just make sure... I feel like it's like, what... Look at me, let me... Look, let's be honest, all right? I made one, my debut feature, Papadopoulos and Sons. Hmm. Okay, I self-distributed it, so it's a pretty big... It was a pretty big indie movie to launch on because of its self-distribution. Hmm. But the truth is, it's, you know, the headline on the press is Cassin Alwis, brackets, 450 movies, teams up with Marcus Marku, brackets, one movie. Mm. You know, for me, this is a great opportunity to try and do something mm. interesting. And I've got, you know, I've got time on my side. I'm in my 40s. I've got the energy. I've got the brains. So I'm going to throw everything at it to make a success because how often ever does a, a, a small independent filmmaker get to t- team up with... With a let you know this this kind of established producer. Well, living legend almost really in terms of yeah. movies. I think it's yeah. That's why I'm giving it my all. 
No, totally. And well, look, best of luck from Britflix for sure. <laughs> and thank, thanks for giving us your time on the podcast. It's a pleasure, always. Thank you. The Britflix podcast is provided absolutely free. If you want to help me get the podcast out to more people, please take a moment to leave a review on iTunes. Or if you want to help me out directly, there's a link in the show notes to my Patreon page. All contributions are welcome. And the music is by Chris Reed of thecomposers.tv. Thank you.